This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, and you're listening to Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into my show. Here's what I have in store for you this hour on Tate Talks. I'll be covering Nutrition Education 101 as I share the seven classes of nutrients, which includes the taboo missing one that most textbooks and websites actually leave out. Uh, we'll explore a little regarding the factors affecting food choice and psychology behind our diet, as well as the essentially important essential nutrients. I'll also be addressing the fact that there is more obesity in the world than world hunger, and yet we are starving ourselves despite our unhealthy waistlines and that number we see on the scale. This entire hour is about nutrition and I'll even share with you a staple in the Tate household, our four-ingredient, five-minute recipe for a healthy vegan Parmesan cheese that goes on top of almost anything. That's what I have for you today for the show. And I'm joined here uh, in the in the studio and on the show with my friend and producer, John. Thank you, John, for being here with me today. Hey, Jason. How are you? Good to hear you, my friend. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, however... California is torched, man. This is wild. This is oh. just crazy. This is the raw effects of climate change and yep. of people who are being miscreants and lighting fires. Not all of them are <laughs> not natural. I mean, some are and some aren't. Right. But, yeah. I mean, whether you're trying to announce uh, the gender of your child... <laughs> Or you are uh, a firebug who likes to throw matches, uh, as they have now arrested seven of those in Oregon that I understand. Oh, my uh, it's, it's just, it's tragic to see what's happening to our planet. It, it truly is. And, you know, I, I was watching um, an interview with Gavin Newsom, who I really like, by the way, um, our governor here in California. And he was talking about the air quality the fallout from something like this and how the air quality, and I've heard other reports that the air quality in some counties in California is worse than anywhere in the world right now because of, because of the homes that are burning. Like there's entire communities that are burned to the ground and there are toxic chemicals in our homes. Um, you know, when your TV burns up and melts away, it releases toxic chemicals into the air. So you know, it's a good thing that we all have practice wearing masks right now because it will protect you from some of these particulates in the air. But still, this is... Well, you know, we, as of this yeah. week, Jason, we're um, running most of our shows also on Facebook Live from the iHub Radio Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash iHub Radio slash live. And I have some images that I'm showing right now. One... Uh, uh, image that you can see what the air has been like in many uh, cities. It was, it was staggering to see what San Francisco looked like at the beginning of this past week, and the mm -hmm. impact that that has on people's health uh, undoubtedly is uh, 
I mean, is unbelievable. But I mean, to see it look like Mars, literally. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. It was the skies were orange. Yeah. Yeah. They were orange and they were orange here. And, you know, we're just and, and I heard it was thousands of miles, you know, just kind of the reach of this thing, because it doesn't just go away. It doesn't just go into the atmosphere. It stays, you know, at yep. ground level. So uh, I truly hope out there that not only that you're concerned, I mean, obviously you're concerned about your health. You're listening to my show. Uh, but, you know, if you're in an area here in the West Washington, Oregon, California, be very careful about air quality uh, and the amount of time that you're going to spend outside right now. Um, and my heart and sympathy goes out to all of the families that are affected by these wildfires on the West uh, or in the West, I'm sorry. And, you know, the, the businesses and the homes that are lost um, and hopefully not too many lives are lost. I know some are, and I'm, you know, this is just a tragic time right now. So in the midst of everything else, um, and here we are dealing with this. So let's let's all be extremely responsible um, always. But yeah, you know, a lot of these things, some of them are unavoidable and some are avoidable. And that's the thing. Um, and when it to bring it back to our health, to bring it back to our individual and personal health, many of our health consequences are avoidable. In, in the language of the medical community and the wellness community, we say preventable. Uh, so preventable chronic diseases. And one of the, really the staples to prevent chronic disease uh, of obesity and diabetes and even you know, many forms of cancer, I firmly believe, and I have forever, is education and awareness. And really that's what this show's about, to bring about education and awareness. Uh, right now I'm back in school. My goodness, <laughs> this is this is challenging, John. I got to tell yeah, you, absolutely. teaching from my computer to these uh, high school students, uh, and I know some of them are listening uh, right now, but I got to tell you, teachers across the country, this is rough for us because we love kids. You know, we love students and we love that connection and it just isn't quite the same through the computer. Uh, and I'm saying this with a big smile, but I, I really miss the kids. And, I, and I'm glad that this is a temporary thing, even though it might last a long time, but I'm glad it's temporary. So yeah, yeah more on that possibly another time. <laughs> However, I will say one thing. If you are a student whether you're a college student or a high school student or even elementary, whatever you are, if you're a parent with kids, uh, which many of you are, I will stress right now, learning falls on the responsibility of the learner in all cases, whether it's distance learning or in the classroom. Um, learning is absolutely the responsibility of the learner. And in this time where we're doing this distance learning, the responsibility falls even greater on the shoulders of a student because in many cases, uh, a lot of the students don't have their cameras on and I can't force them to turn a camera on so I can see them. But in a physical classroom, I can see their faces and I can tell when they're confused or not getting it. Uh, and so for teachers across the country, we're 
thrust into learning a new way of teaching kind of last minute. Uh, it takes dozens of hours of uh, prep and education and learning new platforms and how to teach this way, especially for us veteran teachers who have been doing it for almost two decades. It's um, it's certainly a challenging time. So do yourselves a favor and do your teachers a favor by engaging and being more interactive in your classes and whether that means even just typing in answers in the chat on zoom turning on your camera waving smiling turning on the microphone hearing that voice i can't even express to you how uplifting it is as a teacher to hear the voices of your students that you love and you miss so much so continue to do that students who are doing it and if you're not doing it really reach down and find whatever you need, whatever strength and courage you need to do that because it's going to you know, make this a lot easier for your teachers to want to be engaged with you and have a good time. And you know, the research shows if you're having fun, you'll learn. And so you know, dig in and in, you know, give your teacher feedback. Even send them an email at the end of the day and say, hey, you know, I really enjoyed today's lesson. I know that I was, you know, I didn't talk that much during class or at all, but um, I'm enjoying it. Just a little email like that will lift these teachers up. Um, and so that's my little PSA about distance learning right now. <laughs> John, I can't yeah. even imagine. Like, do you know anybody that's in school right now, college or otherwise? I do. And what are they saying about it? It's a different style of learning, but they are just as committed to it. Um, most of the people that I know at this point are people who are in college. And, okay. you know, so a little more mature and ready to take on the world that way than maybe kids who are in uh, elementary or, you know, just starting secondary. Hopefully by the time kids are at high school, they've, they've got it down. The big issue I keep hearing from parents is their concern over discipline to stick with something and to keep their attention on what's going on and to stay on top of their studies, especially mm -hmm. for those parents who can no longer stay at home and keep an eye on them during the day. Right. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that that's one of the big challenges that you're having uh, with your, uh, you know, with, with your own students. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like I said, learning, is the responsibility of the learner and uh it takes it takes a quite a bit of maturity to be able to step up to that so i want to segue right into what i'm actually teaching right now i teach nutrition education to high school students i teach nutrition education to pre-med students in high school and even sometimes i get to teach uh, nutrition and mindfulness education to doctors, medical doctors who are in a residency program here uh, with the family medicine residency. So I get to teach a wide range of ages and people. And with nutrition education, there are seven, as I mentioned early on, seven classes of nutrients. And most textbooks will actually say six. They leave one of them out. Um, and the, the best explanation I have for this is it's one of the things they leave out because they figure if you don't talk about it, people won't do it. So the six that all textbooks that cover nutrition 
always mention are carbohydrates, lipids, which are fats, protein, so there's three, minerals, vitamins, and water. So those are the six that every nutrition textbook on earth covers, uh, as well as websites and things. But there's a seventh nutrient that not only we need to include, but it's a nutrient like carbs, lipids, and protein that actually gives us calories, that actually can cause weight gain, <laughs> that can actually influence our lives and change our lives, and in many cases, cause a lot of issues, acute issues, meaning immediate acute issues, and chronic issues later on down the road as well. So that seventh nutrient, <laughs> I'm actually going to tell you about in just a moment. So carbohydrates, lipids, proteins, these are the three that yield energy for us. There's a fourth one that I'll talk about in just a minute. Minerals, vitamins, and water. You know, these are our micronutrients. Actually, minerals and vitamins are our micronutrients. We get them in small amounts. So, still to come. <laughs> Factors that affect our food choice. What are essential nutrients? And what is that mysterious seventh nutrient that is left out of textbooks? However, it's uh, a large part of many people's lives and even a small part of some others' lives. Stay right with me here on Tate Talks. CEO Jones Agency. At Jones Agency, we are virtually unstoppable. 24-7, 365. As the leading creative shop in the Inland Empire, it's our role to continue providing the best thinking and strategic leadership, especially during these challenging times. As we all learn to create and adapt to our new normal, at Jones, we're one step ahead providing fully integrated marketing services to you the moment you need them at a cost you can afford. And that's our promise. We are here to help your businesses weather the storm, refocus your dreams, and maybe even eliminate some of the barriers. Call us today for a free assessment, 760-325-1437, extension 206. 760-325-1437, extension 206. Hashtag Stronger Together. Health and wellness conversation from A to Z. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio with Jason Tate. Jason Tate here. You're listening live to Tate Talks with me, Jason Tate. You can follow me on Facebook at Jason Tate. And you can catch me on Instagram at tatetalks.radio. Uh, all right, so I'm talking about Nutrition Education 101, and there are seven classes of nutrients, not the six that all the textbooks talk about, carbs, lipids, proteins, minerals, vitamins, and water. These are the six that all textbooks talk about. There is, however, a seventh one that plays a role in many people's lives, and I really feel like there's a, there's a reason that textbooks don't mention it, um, and so that seventh one is alcohol. 
And it's it's an interesting one because not only does it yield calories per gram, but it has other effects in the body. As you know, many people drink alcohol for the effect of it. And I'm not talking about the whole, I drink red wine for the Reservatol. <laughs> I'm talking about that other effect that many people do drink alcohol for. So now with the seven carbs, lipids, alcohol, and protein, they actually spell out a word called CLAP, C-L-A-P. And one thing I do when I teach about the seven nutrients is this acronym CLAP uh, because it takes energy to clap, right? It takes energy to clap. These are the four energy yielding nutrients. So this is a really quick, easy way for you to remember that these are the nutrients that provide us with energy in the form of kilocalories per gram. Carbohydrates yield four kilocalories per gram. Lipids, nine kilocalories per gram. Alcohol, actually seven kilocalories per gram, almost double that of carbohydrates. And proteins are four kilocalories per gram. Now, calories are not equal. Uh, I'll never say that. Uh, and I want to impress upon you that not all calories are equal. You can't consume 2,000 calories in a day of carbohydrates and compare that to another day that's 2,000 calories in all fats. There is no comparison because carbohydrates are com metabolized completely differently in the body uh, than lipids are. And the effects, downstream effects of eating certain types of calories from different sources turn on and off different hormones throughout the body. Some of them cause weight gain. Some of them don't. Um, some of them actually lead other nutrients to cause weight gain in their presence. And so it, it's way more complex than calories in, calories out, energy balance. That's all baloney. And we've kind of been sold this fake bill of sale for a long time. And so I will spend uh, a portion of a show talking about calories, talking about weight management, and it really comes down to managing insulin and hormone levels more so than it does uh, managing what's um, how much food you eat. So that's for another time. That's that's nutrition education, uh, the 200 level course. <laughs> so with these of the seven, there are actually five that are what we call essential nutrients, meaning there are essential components to these nutrients that we must get in our diet because we're not um, our bodies don't make enough of it, or we don't get enough, um, you know, our bodies don't make any at all, or our bodies don't make enough of it, so it must be supplied by the diet. So this is the definition of an essential nutrient. And then there's another type of essential. There's a conditionally essential nutrient, which I'll talk about in just a few minutes. So with these seven classes of nutrients, we also have things that uh, affect us as far as our psychology, uh, as far as why we eat what we eat. Um, and I'll spend in a, another segment of a show in the future talking about this because this is a very um, this is a very important topic and it's a very popular talk topic as well. And it really does fall into three categories about our food choice, why we've put uh, a certain type of food in front of us. 
And one of these three categories is a social, emotional, and behavioral category. Another of the three categories is a, psycho, is a biological and a microbiological category, meaning our microbiome, the bacteria that live in our gut, they actually influence our hunger and what we crave. And then psychology is a blend of the two. So with that, still in this hour of Tate Talks, did you know that worldwide obesity has surpassed worldwide hunger? Yep. Most of us are all starved of essential nutrients. Talking about essential nutrients and conditionally essential nutrients, stay right there. If it's good for your mind and body, it's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, and you're listening to Tate Talks on iHub Radio out of Palm Springs, California. Thank you for taking time out of your day. It's time to go to class. (laughs) I am this hour talking about nutrition education 101 the basics of nutrition there are seven classes of nutrients carbs lipids alcohol and protein these are the four that yield energy minerals vitamins and water now i did mention alcohol it doesn't mean that i recommend alcohol but i am mentioning it Um, i believe that the textbooks leave alcohol out uh, very much in the same way that some, you know, textbooks or uh, schools or classes or whatever leave out sexual education and sexual health because they figure, oh, gosh, if we don't talk about it, then they won't do it. Well, we know that's not the case with alcohol. Uh, we know that's not the case with sex either. So here we go. It definitely is part of a diet it is part of many people's diet, you know, and alcohol consumption, especially during the time of now with quarantine and what's going on. I've heard varying numbers from anywhere from 350% to 520% increase in sales of alcohol, uh, which may directly <laughs> relate to the increase in consumption of alcohol as well. But Do keep in mind that alcohol is a non-essential nutrient. However, it is a nutrient, and it does yield uh, seven calories per gram. 80% of alcohol is sent directly to the liver for processing, with 20% kind of floating around the blood, which contributes to your blood alcohol content. It is not an essential nutrient. There are only five of the seven that are essential nutrients nutrients. And we have the essential fatty acids, which come from the lipids. These are your omega-3 fatty acids that come from healthy, uh, clean sources of fish, the smash fish, which is salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. You've got essential fats, monounsaturated fats coming from fruits like avocado. And of course, olive oil uh, is another great source of essential fats. And you've got flax seeds. There's a ton of great essential fats out there. 
There are also essential amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. There are nine, there are actually 20 amino acids that exist in nature. Nine of them are essential to the human diet. So as long as you're getting those nine essential amino acids, you're able to build the proteins that you need in your body, uh, which your body is made of really three things, water, 60% of your body, give or take, is made of water. (laughs) The other 40% is between lipids and proteins. You're made of water, lipids, and proteins, the majority. And your dry weight is mostly lipids and proteins. Another of the five essential amino or of the five essential nutrients. So we have essential fatty acids, the lipids. We have essential amino acids, which are the proteins. There are, of course, essential vitamins. There are 13 essential vitamins, and there are essential minerals, okay? That's four. And the most essential of all nutrients, your body's made more of it than anything else, is water. Okay, so these are your five. It's good, and as a teacher, um, I I like to come up with ways to remember things. So the seven, clap, um, carbs, lipids, alcohol, protein, these yield your energy, minerals, vitamins, and water, MVP. So the most valuable player or the most valuable person is your MVW. Most valuable is water. And so that's how I get people to remember uh, MVW or MVP. So those are your seven essential nutrients must be supplied by the diet. Our bodies don't make enough of it for the demand. Okay. Notice I haven't talked about carbohydrates. Carbohydrates, there is not... There's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. There's no essential glucose uh, in your diet because your body can turn protein into glucose. It can turn fat into glucose. There's no essential sugars. However, the sugar industry will tell you that it is essential, that it's part of a healthy diet because they want to sell sugar. So, and in America, our United States Department of Agriculture recommends that 60 to 70% of your calories should come from carbohydrates. And yet there are no essential carbohydrates. Quite an interesting thing. Another topic for another time, uh, the whole history of the USDA and where they came from and why they exist. And it wasn't to tell Americans what to eat. Uh, It has more to do with the helping farmers in the country. And they're definitely helping farmers now by promoting the sales of their products, which is the greatest uh, amount of profit comes from selling carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are, by any manner, a conditionally essential nutrient, okay? A conditionally essential nutrient are nutrients that are normally considered as non-essential. But due to specific and temporary needs by the body, they are considered essential for a period of time. So, for example, let's say you come down with a cold or a flu, Uh, you're sick, your body is burning through water. Uh, Water is already a condition, or water is already an essential nutrient, but your body is also burning through protein, okay? 
because your immune system uses specialized proteins called antibodies to attack pathogens and to attack foreign invaders inside your body. And so you're burning through protein at a prodigious rate. And so instead of having nine essential amino acids, it's very likely that you're going to need more protein than normal because you're burning through this protein. So this is an example of a conditionally essential nutrient. Maybe some of the other amino acids are more essential during this time. Once you get well, once you're back on uh, full health, uh, then you're good. You know, you're back to the nine essential amino acids. When it comes to carbohydrates, this is also an example where if you are an endurance athlete or you are an athlete in general, you are somebody who is burning a lot of calories and a lot of energy throughout the day. And you're a young person, uh, even if you're an older person, if you're an adult and you are burning through calories, carbohydrates can be conditionally essential during this time. Um, I do, however, recommend more of the complex carbohydrates coming from vegetables and fruits and whole foods versus eating a pile of donuts and a bag of chips. Um, which are the simple carbohydrates. <laughs> uh, this leads us to another really important topic called you are what you eat <laughs> and the cumulative effect of nutrition. So as well as growth, maintenance, and repair, what I call GMR. So you really are what you eat. Your body is built and constructed from the raw materials that you put into your body. Uh, like I said, you're mainly water, and then you've got a collection of protein and fat, and that's the solid matter that makes up your body. Minerals and vitamins play a major role in growth, maintenance, and repair, immune function, hormone function, uh, and various other body processes and regulatory things that are happening. However, as you're putting in raw materials, think of your body like a like a very fancy skyscraper downtown that's being built and then torn down again and then rebuilt. Uh, the studies show that about every seven years, your entire skeleton has been replaced um, through this process where the bone gets broken down and then new bone gets laid down. It's kind of like how they repair roads uh, around you know, town around the city or whatever. So they, they dig up part of the road and then they lay down fresh blacktop. Same thing with your bones. So growth, maintenance, and repair. Now we have various stages in our life. We have an infant, toddler, child, adolescent, teen, adult, middle age, late adult, and seniors. Our nutritional needs are going to vary throughout those times in our lives. And what is important, what people need to realize is what you put in your mouth is what you build your body with. So the cumulative effect of this, if 50% of what you eat is healthy, the other 50% is garbage, well, you're 50-50 garbage. <laughs> so really start aiming for a higher percentage because you are what you eat. And the cumulative effect of nutrition is, let's say you have one meal that is your cheat meal and you go crazy. All right. You're not going to feel great after you eat it. Uh, it'll feel good during, but it won't feel good after. And that's okay. It's one meal. 
Okay. Cumulative effect of nutrition is not one meal. It's not even five or 10 or maybe even 20 during the course of a few months. We're talking hundreds of terrible meals over the course of years, thousands. This is the cumulative effect of nutrition. Thousands of meals from a drive-through at a fast food restaurant this leads to chronic disease. This leads to weight management issues. This leads to a whole range of issues downstream down the road. This is the cumulative effect of nutrition. So don't beat yourself up if you do one thing here and there, but do need to address if many times, if often you are not taking care of yourself and you're not putting in the right foods for growth, maintenance, and repair. So, and this right now, I mean, I'm in my 40s, I'm in the late adult stage, uh, or middle age, no, I'm in middle age. <laughs> uh, I've got another 40 years at least, another maybe 50 or 60, I'm good with that. So, I'm not growing, I'm not growing any taller, I'm not in the growth phase, but I'm definitely during this maintenance and repair phase. So, during maintenance and repair, it's extremely important to get your minerals and your vitamins, uh, your micronutrients. And the best source for minerals and vitamins is very colorful, rich plant foods, uh, especially vitamins, and especially getting them raw. Vitamins are heat sensitive, ultra heat sensitive, some of them. And cooked and processed foods are devoid of vitamins. They're missing vitamins. And so it's important. Most Many people don't realize this. Many people don't know that a cooked and processed food doesn't have vitamins in it. And it's, it's essential for you to get these vitamins. So if you're eating cooked foods all the time, you're missing out. You're not getting the vitamins that you need, which are really important. And so Oh, well, what if I take a Centrum? You know, what if I take a multivitamin or a daily vitamin? You're not getting it from its natural source. You're going to get some of it, but vitamins are meant to be delivered in their bioavailable form through the foods that they're rich in, this bioavailable form. So keep that in mind. Uh, there are some great resources out there as far as vitamins and their food sources and where they come from. Uh, the vitamins that you really want to pay attention to are your A vitamin, your B1 through B12. So 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9, and 12, which are your B complex vitamins. You really want to get vitamin C, D, E, and vitamin K. And these are coming from food sources. Most of them are coming from plant food sources. There's a few that come from fish, but you're getting these vitamins from plant food sources. So if you're not eating enough plants and you're not eating enough raw, raw plants, then just pretty much. Inspiring you with the tools and knowledge to make the necessary changes to live life optimally. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, and you're listening to Jason Tate. Thank you for being here. I'm talking about nutrition education, and I kind of messed up in the moment there. Uh, I missed my cue, and no. I just kind of kept talking. 
Oh, that's not true. The producer missed the, t- the, the cue because we're <laughs> trying to also keep up with the visuals uh, about what you're talking about uh, on our Facebook live feed too. So people can kind of see what you're thinking. In some cases, some graphs and charts. In other cases, uh, some very tasty looking things that come out of the ground. Yes. Oh, thank you, John. I appreciate it. This is new. This is the first time that yeah. my show is uh, on, that I know of, yep. that's on Facebook Live. So maybe real quick, you can uh, tell uh, tell people how to watch that and how to listen to it there on Facebook Live. If they want to do that, they can go to Facebook.com and then go to the iHub Radio Facebook page or go right to Facebook.com slash iHub Radio slash live, and that'll take you right to our live feed. Uh, this is the first time we've done several of our weekend shows. Unfortunately, uh, we have not yet figured out how to bring the video in remotely to add it to the cast. Um, we have like four cameras here in the studio and the ability to put various graphics up. So when you're speaking, a lot of times people are either seeing images of things you're talking about or a slide or two that uh, have you up on the screen uh, with the show logo and that kind of thing. But eventually we'll get it figured out so that we can actually bring your your picture in and in- integrate that into the telecast as well. So just bear with us. It's brand new yeah. for us. We're doing it on Facebook now. We're going to be adding our, um, our YouTube channel. And I think we even are going to be doing it on Twitch, which a lot of the the people who do gaming and things like that know about and, and some other things too. So uh, just part of the expansion uh, week by week as we get uh, off the ground some of the new facets of iHub Radio version 2.0. This is great. I, I love this. Actually, John, I'm, I'm working off of a slideshow that I use to teach my students. And so... What I'm going to do is send you some images. Um, there's this vitamin wheel that when I was doing research on the vitamins for my students and, and to kind of show it to them in a pictorial way, if you will, I found this vitamin wheel and it's probably, it's one of my favorite pictures ever. <laughs> That's cool. It is so well done. Yeah. And when I send it to you, you're going to see why. So I'm going to send this to you um, during the next uh, break. Okay. And you'll have it. And I, I'd love for you to post it because this is a fantastic visual for people. It labels all of the vitamins in their color, the foods, pictures of the foods that you can get them from. And then on the outside of the wheel, the effects on the body, such as the circulatory system or, if, you know, helping with the brain function, uh, cognitive disorders and, and rever- heart function, helping build your strong DNA and energy and eyes and cellular regeneration, all of this cool uh, stuff from this one graphic. I just, I love it. That's I love great. it. I love it. Oh no. You know what I did? I just made a mistake. I just put tomatoes and limes and lemons and raspberries and blueberries and uh, cherry tomatoes and asparagus up on the screen. And now I'm hungry again. you know what's funny many people don't realize and don't even think that tomato is a fruit anything with a seed yeah it has seeds in it um and an avocado is a fruit uh even a, a hot pepper you know a chili pepper that's a fruit so if it has seeds in it then it came from a flower and this is the flower's fruiting ability 
to produce something that an animal will eat and get the seeds in their digestive tracts so that animal, you know, would then excrete that uh, elsewhere. And this way, that plant has an opportunity to move and repopulate. And so this was something millions of years of evolution, but uh, these are fruits. So if there's seeds in the middle, including a gigantic pit, like a like an avocado, it's a fruit. Avocado, yep. it's a fruit. And you know, right now we have this... Uh this other tasty photo up that uh, I'm not sure what the greens are in this thing. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, but then there's also blackberries and almonds and uh. oranges and grapefruits and uh, another, it's not cherry tomatoes, but another small uh, tomato that looks delicious and grapes. And, oh, my goodness. It's This show you know, is going to turn into my new really food show. It's really special because when you eat the rainbow and when you're eating these raw fruits and vegetables, they're so colorful and so beautiful. Everyone agrees that they're pretty, <laughs> right? Everyone does. How can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let me give you a recipe. Here's my recipe for the week. This is here's to your health recipe for the week. Okay. This is a five minute vegan Parmesan cheese. So it has four ingredients. Okay. Three tablespoons of nutritional yeast. Actually, I'm going to post, I'm going to do this. Since we're doing Facebook Live, John, I'm sending you this link. It's off of minimalistbaker.com, vegan Parmesan cheese. All right, so maybe, John, you can post that picture. Okay. Or the link, either or both. So we've got three tablespoons of nutritional yeast, three-quarters cup of cashews, raw cashews, uh, unsalted, unbroasted raw cashews, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, and three-quarter teaspoon of sea salt. That's it. Just those four ingredients. You put it into a small blender uh, or a large blender or a little food processor. We use the bullet, the Nutribullet, and you just pulse it just just a few times, and you've got this vegan cashew parmesan cheese that you just spoon out and you put it on top of your you know we do pizza night at my house every friday and we just do you know a pizza crust and then we do a bunch of veggies on top uh with a pesto base and we don't do any cheese or dairy of any kind but we sprinkle this vegan parmesan cheese on top and it's so good oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> uh this is the i just started a video to watch it from the link you sent and uh and it's uh it sounds very italian that's what it sounds like <laughs> i was worried i thought hang on i gotta <laughs> stop this thing there we go because it overtook you sorry about yeah. that okay all right so that's the recipe vegan parmesan cheese you can put it on your pastas which i recommend right now i'm really loving I, i'm coming up on my time here i'm really loving garbanzo bean pasta right now and the brand that my family buys are bonza bonza pasta so i don't know if john if you can find some bonza pasta but we really love this garbanzo bean pasta it's a non-wheat obviously pasta yeah uh, gluten-free um and it has great firmness. They're really easy to make al dente, which is the best way to eat pasta. So, yeah, 
do that. Put some of that vegan Parmesan cheese. You will not. Coming up in the next hour, are you setting yourself up and are you getting your 10,000 steps? Where did that even come from anyway? Yeah.